Uh, we do have vaccines and therapeutics coming down the pike. But when you actually look at uh, the time period for that, the next six to 12 weeks are going to be the darkest of the entire pandemic. Vaccines will not become available in any meaningful way until uh, early to third quarter of next year. And even then, half the U.S. population at this point is skeptical even taking the vaccine. So that's another top doctor. He was on Meet the Press. We played Scott Gottlieb, who was on Face the Nation earlier, saying the same thing. The worst couple months of the pandemic are coming up. I don't know how I missed this. I didn't know that's where we were on this whole thing. Did you? That the worst couple of months are to come? It's gone from you occasionally hear a voice that'll say, you know, in the fall when uh, people go inside with the flu coming as well, double it could be bad. It's now kind of coalesced into virtually everybody saying that. Cases nationwide, your 14-day rolling average are up 30%, which is a big number. Even if enhanced testing or increased testing is half of that, that's still a notable number. And deaths are now flat. Uh, they've been going down for quite some time. It's now flat, and I assume they're going to start ticking up, but if we got the worst couple of months on the way. Oh, boy. Well, there's um, no arguing on the positive side that, that treatment therapies have gotten better and more effective. Trial and no error doubt. has brought us to a better place, um, but that'll be cold comfort if you're the one croaking. Or if the hospital gets full. It'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be a problem. Um, I, I, my, my sense is everybody's got their feeling is that you know the worst is behind us and we're getting back to normal little by little. Mm-hmm. That does that really kind of flies in the face of what they're telling us, doesn't it? Yeah, I just I think we need to change our timeline. It's not that we're we're rapidly going back to normal. It's that we've gone from you know lockdown status uh, to a down to b down to like a c plus and i think we all just have to accept all right we're going to live at lockdown status c plus until this thing is under control uh and c plus is better than you know the total lockdown thing for most of us i mean if you have a compromised immune system or whatever oh my gosh i feel for you we went to a pumpkin patch yesterday to do uh a lot of these pumpkin patches like the one we went to is really like a carnival and there are pumpkins there if you want one i mean that's the way pumpkin patches have changed over the years sure yeah. and uh but it's a halloween celebration land they're jumping on uh this big trampoline they got and went in the big corn maze and all that stuff but this place was freaking packed mm. packed there are people everywhere um, uh, almost everybody's wearing masks, but I mean, there was a lot of people out and about there, there were, there, other than the masks, there was nothing to indicate there's anything wrong in the world mm-hmm. by looking at that crowd. Yeah. Now is that, um, you know, a lot of schools continue to be closed. I just saw a report on New York schools, um, which is, I think the biggest school district in America, uh, nearly three weeks into New York's in-person school year, only 18 coronavirus tests for students and staff members out of 11,000 have come back positive. A bright spot as the city tries to recover. But yet another example as they open up schools across the country. This is a test that's being done right now. It's not a big deal. Open your damn school. Oh yeah. If your school is not open... Why ain't it open? There is no exception to that rule that I've become aware of. No, show they me. They talk about the college the campuses, an explosion in cases. Uh, uh, 
in my favorite word uh, over the last several months, they reported, I think it was on Nakedly Progressive Radio this morning, a spike in, in cases in one place. It was a slight rise. You see, a, they use the term spike because on a graph, it looks like a spike. A little tiny little, like a baby turtle's shell. That's not a spike, all right? Quit with the overdramatic language. But anyway, you know, they talk about the college campuses. It's the nightmare scenario. Increase case. All those kids are fine. They're perfectly fine. I should be back in school. The situation is bad enough without the CNNs of the world just flogging your worst fears constantly. Well, Stop it. With, with both of those doctors saying the worst months are yet to come, what's that going to look like? Uh, more cases. More people hospitalized. Hmm. More people dying. Um, I, w- I was at two parks over the weekend. Why was it two parks? I went someplace Friday. So Friday, took the kids to the park, and they were playing. And there were parents and kids everywhere. And I don't think there was a mask to be seen. Everybody's running around playing. And uh, for some reason, I went to a different park next day on Saturday. And Every parent and child is wearing a mask. So How I mean, odd. The culture of the neighborhood or... Yeah, I don't, definitely. Uh, we all had masks in our pockets, me and both my boys, and you know, nobody's wearing them, so we didn't. I think there's a little bit of mask dominoes where you yeah. see one person yeah. with the mask, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this here, yeah. and then everybody else kind of yeah, it's interesting, and, and I should be more independent-minded than that or stronger or whatever, That, it, but but I just, you know, if, if, if everybody had been wearing a mask, we would have put them on, and they weren't, so we didn't wear them. Yeah, that's just the way we did it. I have very, very little concern when I'm outdoors. Yeah, and I have a reasonable amount of concern about the vid. I'd probably be fine if I got it, honestly. But I'd rather not. I don't want to buy that lottery no, ticket, no, even be, if it's one in two hundred and fifty. And it'd be a pain, even even yeah. if you're fine. You got to stay home for a couple of weeks, and you got to isolate for your family, and it'd just be a pain. right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But I have very little concern being outdoors. I, I will tell you, I saw a couple of crowd scenes though, and. Particularly, some of the president's uh, rallies, uh, a, a friend, uh, I believe it was his son or his brother, was at the one in Carson City, Nevada. And it was an astonishing crowd. Huge. And uh, and they were all waiting to get in. And the guy uh, took the camera phone and uh, did a 360-degree turn. There were throngs of humans in every direction waiting to get into this rally. Something that crowded, I might be a little more concerned. But... I'd wear a mask there. I'd absolutely <clears throat> wear a mask there. Yeah. I'm, I mean, if it was perfectly still, I'd be more concerned. But if there's any breeze, I got I this just, weird... I'm not that worried about it. You know, it. it's like sexually transmitted diseases. It's kind of the same attitude. I've got this weird, if I know you, I don't feel like there's any chance I'm going to get it. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. Because I don't know where... Some a little sense. bit. But I don't know where you've been. And I don't know I don't know who you've been around the person who was you know you were with where they've been as it COVID, turns out covid wise I had sex with every nurse in the covid ward well so I was <laughs> so I've gonorrhea and covid but I'm just you know I'm thinking about that whole super spreader event at the white house where you know somebody had it first and then everybody had it well everybody listen to you you should work for CNN it was like 6 7 people right I mean, that's a lot. It was a higher number than that. Let's, let's check the figures. Mm. I think it was more like 16 people. Really? Yeah. That's still, is that a super spreader? <laughs> it's like in sports. Everybody's a superstar, a but, star. So, Guy hits 220. You know what? 
He's not going to quit calling him a baseball star. Here's quit a, calling it a super. It was a spreader event. Here's a slightly related, but not related, hopefully amusing story. So my uh, both my kids are at the park. My youngest son, who's going through a period of doing fairly well with his health concerns, and uh, he's been able to wear clothes and leave the house. So, uh, so he was very excited. And he went to the park, and he played with some kids. And he was playing tag and running around. And, oh, good and, for him. And, and we were there for a couple of hours which he's never gone that long uh, around people ever. Wow. And one of the moms brought it up at one point, and I said, this might be half of the total amount of time he's played with other kids in his entire life. Wow. This, this, wow. this two hours we've spent here. But anyway, at some point, we're That's getting a ready to leave, day. And he's playing with some kid, and they're playing some game where somebody's got a stick, and somebody else is chasing it, and whatever, you know, games kids come up with sure there are no rules you're just running around and they're better off having parents set the rules put them in uniforms and control the games so my son henry wants to wrestle some kid so they head up to the top of this hill there by the park wrestling hill they call it (laughs) they're gonna wrestle and so they're like locked in wrestling and they're moving around and all the other kids at the park see that that's happening and everybody runs to the top of the hill and i'll bet there's 30 kids up there around them everybody chanting fight fight fight. oh boy oh my god that's because they've been taught toxic masculinity It was hilarious oh my gosh that is so how crazy is that how universal and natural that is! I know, but, but you know, in the, in in good ways and bad ways, that that there's such a thrill that there would be a fight, and you'd want to, and and people are excited about the idea that there's a fight. Right. It wasn't a real fight, so the moms noticed it was happening. I saw it was happening the whole time, and I just watched it and I went, well, okay, see how this turns out. But the moms, they caught wind of it, and everybody was very worried, which is an interesting difference between... I'm the only dad there. But the difference between dads and moms, mm-hmm. and that as a dad, I was like, well, you're going to fight. If it turns into a real fight, then it turns into a real fight. Right. What are you going to do? Um, uh, but the moms were horrified that there might be a fight over there, and they headed up there, and I said, it's kind of a upper-class, uh, our-town kind of fight. It's really not much of a fight. And so, <laughs> The wrestling match. <laughs> but they were and chanting, fight, fight, fight. The great emancipator, Lincoln himself, was a wrestler. But this didn't even cross my mind in terms of the danger. Then one of the moms said, you know, I hate to be that mom, but I got it. And she went and grabbed her kid and put a mask on him and put a mask on herself. And I thought, you know, we are really close together right now, breathing on each other. This is probably Moistly. not the smartest idea. But that hadn't even crossed my mind. It was just like out of my mind. Yeah. The whole COVID thing. Yeah. For yeah. a while. Yeah. I hope that wasn't a super spreader event. The great schoolyard fight of 2020. Well, let's let's all hope that. Although, again, <laughs> was it a fight or a wrestling match? It was a wrestling match. There you go. Although the, one of the kids was fighting pretty dirty, or wrestling pretty dirty. Mm. I told my son, if somebody does that, you got to do it back. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if there's any other option there. That's right. Oh, that's good advice. You know, I, I'm thinking about the, the instinct to rally to that point and watch the fight and everybody be excited because that is clearly as inborn in us as virtually any other instinct you can name. Must be. It's got to be that for virtually all of human history, until fairly recently, the question of whether you can best somebody or at least defend yourself effectively in a fight that's like the only question that matters after do i have enough oxygen can i feed myself right and and certainly there must be you know it's funny we were doing a a george orwell quote tangent on a tangent here our uh, freedom loving quote of the day uh toward the beginning of the show we're doing a series on orwell and uh, i was reminded of his great quote i'm scrolling i'm scrolling 
Uh, People sleep peaceably in their beds at night only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. No doubt. And that has been, no doubt. I mean, it's 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 still absolutely true. On a local level, it's not as true. That's there the, are very few fights to the death in my subdivision. Right. That's the you want me on that wall speech. Right. From Orwell. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, I don't, I don't love that we have that instinct, but at some point, you don't condemn your instincts. Try to understand them. Anyway. We need strength, you know, hierarchies. They're natural. Uh, we should talk about, did anybody see 60 Minutes last night? You see old, what's his name that's running against Putin that got poisoned? Um, that was, um, that was really interesting. Navalny? I only saw the, Fauci, the Fauci segment. Navalny, yeah. Oh, and they interviewed him. We'll have to talk about that. Holy cow. That's quite the ordeal. And how powerful that poison is. <sighs> Hope that nobody ever comes after you with that. Um, but we got lots of stuff we can get to. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Terrified! Listen to me, Republicans! Listen! You are the people in history they warned us about! They warned us about people like you! Pay attention! We're losing our democracy! Wake up! Wake up! Oh, that person's not well. What uh, What's going on there? That is the latest in an emerging art form, which would be progressive women, and it's always women, who are showing that they are just so upset and devastated by how evil conservatives are. They can't even function. I've lost my mind. I'm so concerned. Now, there's something else going on. What 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 uh, what life fulfillment is not being matched among the uh, young women of today? It's making them turn find a place to turn their anger like this. Uh, um, brr, I don't know. They have no purpose. They have no uh, goals. They, they don't know why they're alive and what they're supposed Try to do. Try motherhead. It'll keep you pretty busy. Sure, yeah. Get a job. In this economy? Um, Pay attention! Will do. Um, yeah, it was funny. I, we posted that. We retweeted that video the other day that had three of those progressive gals screeching into their, their camera, and then one chattering monkey in the fourth panel. That's, that makes me laugh even thinking about it. But yeah, that's the latest. Uh, it, it's some sort of weird performative uh, traditional dance in which I signal that I'm I you're upset. I'm the most upset about the evil racist conservatives. Uh, the troubling thing is that uh, there are a growing number of people who think that's somehow appropriate or not completely wildly illogical. Right. Um. So. St- uh, so. Anyway. Uh, stay Wake up! I, I am fully awake, darling. I promise you. Coming up, the most rat-infested cities in the country. Well, that's a good list. Sounds like a checklist Armstrong and Getty affiliates, too, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, we got to tell you about the free speech protest that was uh, ended violently by Antifa in San Francisco. Yeah, we and we got a text from the brother of one of the people who got sucker punched. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay. We'll we'll dive into that first of all, Jack. How would you describe Chuck Todd's status at NBC News? Um, his status at NBC yeah, News? He's is he, sleepy. Is that a status? <laughs> he's a big deal. He's like he's, he runs Meet the Press. That's he, a big deal. Yeah, he has some big uh, highfalutin title. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Turley was stirred over the weekend to unleash a blast. Chuck Todd said while interviewing with the horrific, but still uh, should not be kidnapped, Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good caveat. No matter what she does, she should not be kidnapped. This is from Jonathan Turley. Chuck Todd interviewed Governor Whitmer this morning. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. That's the guy. Turned to the recent decision of the Michigan Supreme Court that ruled that she had violated the Michigan Constitution and her extended pandemic orders. Uh, Todd did not challenge Whitmer falsely stating that the opinion was a partisan decision, but most notably, Todd stated as fact that the court did not cite any Michigan law. They didn't cite any law in deciding that you didn't have this power. Chuck Todd stated that affirmatively. Jonathan Turley points out the roughly 50-page opinion con- contains over 60 case and law citations. Wow. Over 60. He's wow. a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. It wow. does not seem to matter anymore at Meet the Press or NBC. And NBC is not alone, writes Turley. I previously noted how the Washington Post has also failed to correct openly false accounts of cases. That's where we are now, people. With some of the most important journalistic property we've got in yeah. America, mm-hmm. Meet the Press and the Washington Post, and you're going to say something that's just flat out not true like that? Right. Oh my God, we're we're doomed if that's if that's the direction we're going. And the dissenting justices agreed with the conclusion that it was unconstitutional. They just differed on what the remedy ought to be. So that story was entirely, both in the broad sense and in its details, false. Let's jump. Wow. Chuck. and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I said to the flight attendant, and I kind of shocked him with my statement, uh, well, I was poisoned, and I'm going to die. And I immediately lay down uh, under his feet. Actually, every cell of your body just uh, telling you, that's body, we are done. One of the other passengers turned on his phone and captured Navalny moaning in anguish. The pilot made an emergency landing in Omsk, where medics, thinking Navalny must be a drug addict, administered the usual treatment for an overdose and rushed him to a local hospital. That doesn't do me any good when I've been uh, poisoned by uh, Vladimir Putin with some secret military-grade stuff. Nerve agent. I remember when we talked about this guy when he was on 60 Minutes years ago running against Putin, and, uh, man, he is a true patriot. He is indeed. He's gonna end up dead. He's been jailed so many times he can't even count. Um, he's had acid thrown in his face. He has to have bodyguards everywhere he goes, anywhere in the world. But it's just luck that he didn't die from that poisoning a couple of weeks ago. And he will end up dead. But he's got he's got a wife and kids, and they say you know fight on. I mean that's a true patriot right there, wow. putting your life on the line wow. to, to draw attention to the fact that you've got a corrupt leadership. But that that per- particular poison. Um, that he is certain, and everybody seems to be certain, came from uh, Putin's military, um, is so powerful. He said it didn't have to be in the bottle, in the water bottle. If it was on the water bottle at all, and I touched it, 
that would put me in that state. It would kill me. <sighs> and that's one of the reasons you know it didn't come from just some random bad guy. It is so difficult to deal with. You have to have right. s- serious expertise and in some way to like have it in a container and distribute it you know, without dying yourself. Yeah, I was picturing the guy who would put it on the water bottle, however many yeah. microbes of it. What yeah. is he, in a hazmat suit? Or what? Right. That's How something. interesting. Troubling. Coming up, the most rat-infested cities in America. Do you think he's got a minimum distance from windows above, like, a third story that he needs to stay away from at all <laughs> yeah, times? Never goes past the second story. Hey, come, hey, hey, come look at this view. No, I'm good. No. Why don't you tell me about it? <laughs> Take a picture. Tweet it to me. So uh, stay tuned for rats. Also, the free speech protest in San Francisco, which uh, resulted in anti-free speech mobs beating down the participants that's in the united states folks hmm on a different topic the president uh, is famously not terribly coachable if he were more coachable i believe he would uh, be so far ahead in this election that he would win in a gigantic landslide as the case he can make is just fantastic but he can't help himself having said that One of the few advisors he actually listens to in the White House, according to what I've heard and read from people I trust, is Jason Miller. And Trump campaign senior advisor Jason Miller told Fox News Sunday that this week's debate Thursday between uh, the president and Joe Biden, you'll see a different approach. Uh, Different approach than sweating because you have COVID? Different approach than the constant interruptions, the rest of it. When you talk about style, when you talk about approach, I do think that President Trump is going to give Joe Biden a little more room to explain himself on some of these issues. Hmm. Miller got into the president's ear, uh, referring to court packing and whether or not he was referenced in emails reported to have been exchanged involving Hunter Biden and a Chinese energy company. Quote said the, uh, I'm sorry, Miller said the debate's focus on foreign policy, well, that's a small part of it, Sure, is perfect in light of Biden's Biden's support for endless wars. Well, and what the questions are about plays so little role, because as we saw last time, the candidates bring up whatever questions they want to bring up. Sure. Yep. I do think the president's going to want to hear Joe Biden's answer on some of these, and will definitely give all the time that Joe Biden wants to talk about packing the court. I think he's going to get it on Thursday. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. It's self-evident. The Joe Biden campaign has come out 100% behind the following statement. The less Joe Biden talks, the better. Sure. They've shut down the campaign until Thursday. Come on, with Donald J. To, with two weeks to go, they're writing off this week. Well, they're up by they're up by double digits, and the only thing that could derail them, most likely, is their candidate coming off as uh, too goofy to be president. So what's the upside? Right. Goofy is a charitable term, but I appreciate it. It's like throwing the ball if you're up by, you know, multiple touchdowns late in the game. You don't throw the ball. You just run at every play. Right. Right. Run, 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 punt. Run, 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 punt. Rattiest cities in America list is out, thanks to the good folks at Orkin. Um, uh, Once again, Rat City, number one. Rat City, Pennsylvania. Ratville. Rat, Ratton. Uh, some movement in the list, including beautiful San Diego, is, is slid the crawl 13 spots up to hit 19th. San Diego now the in the top 20 rattiest cities in America. Mm. I never thought I would see that day. 
More on rat-infested America coming up in a moment. What city has poked its head out from behind the dumpster and stared (laughs) its beady eyes at number one this year? Stay with us. (laughs) So the check engine light goes on, or your car is making a weird sound or a clunking noise, or or you realize, wait a minute, my car just went off outside of the, the, the warranty from the manufacturer. What do you do? Well, you pay enormous sums for uh, repairs you never saw coming. Or you get in touch with our friends at CarShield. Man, there's been times in my life where that happened and, uh, you know, it changed my uh, Christmas or changed my summer or whatever was going to happen because I had this unexpected bill hit me. You won't have that happen with CarShield. They've helped over a million drivers. That's why they're America's number one auto protection company. It's easy to sign up for. You could do it today. It's easy to get out of if you decide you don't want to do it which is really, really cool. And you have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to work with when you use CarShield. Yep. So forget dreading car repairs. Go to CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong to uh, save 10%. A deductible may apply. I think I'm supposed to read that. Go to CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong. All right. So uh, San Diego moves uh, 13 spots up into 19. Uh, Number 20 is Miami. Uh, very ratty indeed. Uh, new to the top ten is uh, Baltimore, taking the eighth spot. Uh, let's let's see anything notable here. Portland twenty third, uh, number one in junkies and bums. Uh, number twenty three in rats. Scanning the list, uh, places we're on, people who would care about uh, Atlanta, home of the loser Braves, is in fourteenth. <laughs> loser place. Braves, bunch of loser Braves. Well, they, they, didn't lost. Want it. they lost. They didn't want it. Did bad they win enough? Clearly, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, it's terrible. Seattle, number twelve again. Bums, junkies, and rats. Oh my. Eleven, Cleveland. Ten, Minneapolis. Nine, Denver. I don't picture Denver as being ratty, but I haven't been to Denver for a while. Too cold for rats would be my guess. Jack, you're about as welcome in Denver as rats, right? You're banned for life. That's right, for urinating in a parking lot. That's correct. I was a young man. Shocking behavior. It was something called Drown Night at this local bar. Do tell. For six dollars, I, I believe hope there it, wasn't binge drinking. It was. I believe it was. <laughs> I believe it was six dollars to get in, and they would refill your pitcher if they saw it like even halfway. Mm. They just walk around and keep refilling pitchers. So the drowning is our sorrows and our responsibilities. That's what we're, <laughs> for, we're trying to. <laughs> your yeah. dignity. I drowned my dignity <laughs> for some reason. I felt like I needed to get my money's worth. I don't know what that was all about. The bar's attorneys would be asking you on the stand, sir. How much dignity did you bring that evening? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, a modest amount, uh, granted. Beautiful historic Baltimore, number eight. Philadelphia in seventh place. Detroit is the sixth most ratty city in America. Now you're top five. Tell you what, you can ride a rat to work if you want. <laughs> they have rat rodeos in the streets. Let me give you a hint. Freedom of speech is dead. Major retailers are closing because there's so much crime. You got it. Number five, San Francisco, California. Congratulations. <laughs> Number four, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And some of the rats are not wearing suits. <laughs> yeah, does that include the politicians? <laughs> Many no? of them are. I recognize uh, the gentleman from Pennsylvania. Quick, quick, quick. Number three, Gotham, New York, third most ratty city in America, bested by the second city, Los Angeles. Well, they are actually the second city, uh, Los Angeles, which is uh, rising in the ranks because, again, you can be a bum or a junkie. You can have a tent. You can build a structure. You can live on an expensive street in your crappy mobile home. 
Uh, bums and junkies welcome in L.A. But yeah. number one for the sixth consecutive time, my hometown, Chicago, Illinois. Unbelievable. Any what? idea why? Rattastic. With pizza. The, you know, they, the, the pizza's so good. The rats just, they come on Greyhound buses, they come via airlines, they they walk. They think it may have something to do with, um, and I, this didn't make any sense to me because virtually every city answers to this description, but uh, Chicago has so many gigantic residential apartment buildings and, and whatever, and then residences draw rats and blah, I don't know. I read that up in Sinclair book, is it the packing plants? Of course, I was set in the 30s or something, but. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know that that's the case anymore. For copulating with a rodent, really. Mm. That's uh, Senator Ted Cruz there, commenting on the study. Congrats, um, Chicago. Well done. Coming up, uh, economic numbers out of China. I'm more interested in how they were reported in the Wall Street Journal versus the way the New York Times looked at it. Kind of interesting study in journalism. Uh, also, Matthew McConaughey, the weird actor from the Lincoln commercials. <laughs> weird and gifted. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a good actor, but he's a weird dude. Sure, he's um, a little quirky. He, uh, you know, well, you'd be weird, too, if you had the upbringing he had. He's got a book out. Oh, do tell. And he's making the rounds uh, talking about his life. And I thought, you know, I, I'm really not interested in actors' lives for the most part. But Nor their opinions. <laughs> Is it how to get high and play bongos shirtless? <laughs> what a weird life he had. I'll just hit you with a little of that, among other things, on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Who are these town halls even for? I mean, who's still on the fence about this election? Whether you're voting for Trump or Biden, you've made up your mind a long time ago, and you're probably not thrilled about it. These choices are so bad that Kanye's running, and people are like, maybe? That wouldn't happen if we had actual good candidates. I mean, imagine if Kennedy lost to Nixon because Wisconsin went to Little Richard. All right, whatever. (laughs) That's a great joke. That's a really good joke. I thought it was interesting that Saturday Night Live portrays it as two bad choices because Biden's not whatever. Um, Probably not woke enough. Although even if, you know, 1988 Joe Biden... If he suddenly became the president, I, as a conservative, would have said, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, tough on You win crime. some, you lose yeah. some. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Um, but current, like, decrepit old Biden with nobody's sure what he thinks and what, what does he believe? Mm. I don't know. It's, yeah, I wouldn't be excited if I was a lefty at all for a couple of different reasons. Here's a headline for you. China zoo worker... Eaten by bears in front of horrified visitors. Durr. That would horrify you as a visitor to watch uh, some zoo uh, patron just uh, trying to clean out the bear pit and get eaten by bears. In Other than that, how was the zoo? That was pretty good. And they've closed the exhibit temporarily. Um, but uh, the meat of the story, uh, the, the, uh, the zookeeper meat of the story. If that happened regularly, I'm not talking about your, your boys, you yourself. That sort of thing happened regularly. Would you go to the zoo more no, no, or less? No, I don't want to see that. No, not at all. I got to go. You want to see somebody eaten by a bear? That makes you a weird person. Not particularly. I no, think, I don't. But it's it's it ups the ante. I'm almost certain I would go and then regret it the moment it was done. Oh, and yeah. I'd be like, oh, I, uh, I shouldn't have done no, that. No, I don't. I don't want to see that. 
So, uh, uh, but uh, this uh, leads me into China, which uh, the facts are China's economy grew by 4.9% in the third quarter. What if they sentenced horrible prisoners to be eaten by You're still on the bear eating, okay? (laughs) Well, I mean, like... Like mass murderers and rapists and such. What if they were sentenced to so they're bad people. ingestion by bears? When I go watch bad people be eaten by bears. Uh, I, much, much more likely. But still probably. I'd feel yeah. bad. I'd, I'd think this is a not a good impulse, Jack. That's what I would think to myself. But I might watch a bad person be eaten by bears. Yeah. Like there's a serial rapist on trial in our, our locale. Mm-hmm. Um, he's eaten by a bear. I don't care. I don't I freaking a, care at all. I throw a tailgate party for that one. Yeah, I don't care. Go okay. ahead. Bears, yeah, eat him. Okay. Take your time. Whap him around a little. I am officially through with bear You're talk. done now? Okay, now yeah. back to China's economy. <laughs> yes. Which grew by 4.9%. Um, as the rest of the... I'll read the... Well, there's the reason I bring this up is the way the headline is portrayed in the Wall Street Journal versus the New York Times. Yes, please. I think this is really interesting. And the info is that the uh, that China's economy grew by 4.9% as the rest of the world is really struggling and going backwards. But here's your Wall Street Journal headline. China's economy grew by 4.9% in the third quarter from a year earlier, slower than expected, but underscoring its robust recovery. So slower than they expected, but it's okay. recovering. Yeah. The New York Times goes with, the Chinese economy surged in the last quarter, showing that a fast rebound is possible when the coronavirus is brought firmly under control. Oh, my God. It was brought firm. First of all, it was lower than expectations. So, but they put a rosy picture on the number to start with, which is, you know, different than Wall Street Journal. But they, you know, and they're trying to, they're trying. It's a shot at Trump because everything's got to be about Trump. Trump didn't handle it as well as China. How did China bring the coronavirus under control? Well, for instance, if they if they heard that you had coronavirus in your house, they would come weld your doors shut so you could all die alone with no medical care, but you wouldn't spread the virus. We could have done that in the United States. Would have helped the economy. Think we should have done that in New York Times? What the hell? What the hell? That is egregious. Isn't that amazing? Oh my gosh. It's just amazing. I heard earlier today on one of our idiotic newscasts on uh, some of our fine radio stations um, they were discussing uh, China's, I think their their current coronavirus situation, and they reported the propaganda of the Chinese communist regime as fact. Now, the idea that the United States media would report the pronouncements of, for instance, the Soviet propaganda machine as fact, just unfiltered fact, back in the days of the Soviet Union, unthinkable. It would never, ever happen, except when some of the communists infiltrated our media, especially in the the 40s and 50s. But um, the idea of repeating the propaganda of the Chinese regime as fact on an American news network goes to show you how we are definitely in a danger zone in this country. And I'm not an alarmist. Um, unless the house is on fire. That's disturbing. So to gain anti-Trump you know, energy, the New York Times trumpets the victory of the brave communist Chinese. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that's something. I tell you what, I don't know well, what remember, to think. Remember, they shut down various cities where people couldn't come in and out. They weren't getting medical care. They weren't getting food. They weren't getting anything. Right. 
um, just to try to stop the virus. Well, yeah, we could have done that in the United States, but we don't do that sort of thing. Not to mention that any report of the status of the virus from the communist Chinese regime should be handled with an entire shaker of salt. As they lie, they have concentration camps full of millions of people. Do you think they might fudge a stat now and again? Shame, honey. China is asshole. In short. I thought that was something. Uh, there's, there's some good news. as uh, It appears that a, uh, a an asteroid could strike the Earth the day prior to the election. Really? Smod, sweet meteor of death 2020 is don't a possibility. You, don't you give me hope, Joe. Stay tuned. <laughs> How much time have I got, Michael? Uh, we got a minute 30. Until the day before the election. Do I have to, just told you that. <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey's got a book out in which he reveals that his dad had a heart oh, attack. Wrote it? His dad had a heart attack having sex with mom. Um, In his upcoming book, Dazed and Confused, Matthew McConaughey opens up about his family history, revealing in an excerpt featured in uh, the story about how James Donald McConaughey died, that he died the way he always knew he would, in bed with his wife, Kay. I got a call from my mom, says Matthew McConaughey from his Wait a minute. I thought you meant the dad's wife. The boy's wife? No, 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 the dad's wife. Okay. His mom. I got a call from mom. Uh, Your dad died. My knees buckled. I couldn't believe it. He was my dad. Nobody or nothing could kill him except mom. He'd always told me and my brothers, boys, when I am go, when I go, I'm going to be making love to your mother. And that's what happened. He had a heart attack when he climaxed. He told his kids their whole lives, I'm going to die at having sex with your mom. And then did. <laughs> what, a, what a weird thing to tell your kids. <laughs> uh, for the first time, perhaps in my career, I've been rendered speechless. <laughs> Oh, boy.